0: This is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat-Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. Today's guest is actually one of our listeners. His name is Joshua Weissman, and I've met him on a few occasions. Awesome dude. He's a former fat kid, actually, who lost 100 pounds using real food at the ripe age of 18. We actually recorded this on his birthday. He's already an author and one of the leaders of the paleo movement, so this is really inspiring stuff. Now, before we get to the show, I'd like to let you know that my team and I are completely redesigning my blog and setting up brand new videos, recipe books, and fat loss and fitness resources at fatburningman.com. And they'll be ready very soon. So if you'd like to get these bonuses for free before anyone else, head on over to fatburningman.com and sign up for my email list and I'll send you all the goods. Really exciting things to come. All right. So on to today's show with Joshua. You'll learn the secret to sticking to your nutrition plan and dodging junk food. Why Joshua's nutritionist gave absolutely no advice about nutrition. <laughs> Why chubby kids are the new normal and what we can do about it. And how this incredible young man is changing the world with real food and cooking. Alright, let's go hang out with Joshua. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you and Future Greens. You may know that I'm not a big fan of most supplements. It's hard to know if you're getting what you paid for. And even worse, many supplements, juices, powders, and greens we've tried taste terrible. For example, have you ever noticed that most powdered vegetable mixes taste like fish tank? Don't even mention fish oil supplements. Once you've had fish burps, it's hard to trust that brand again. So that's why Allison and I have spent the last three plus years creating wild superfoods. And it's our goal to give you the very best nutrition the world has to offer. Now you can get the concentrated nutrition of 15 organic fruits and vegetables, plus six other superfoods in one extremely convenient, ready to go package. We call it Future Greens. And if you're looking to improve your health, performance and well-being by doubling your intake of fruits and veggies without the sugar and carbs, you're going to love it. With Future Greens, You can whip up your daily green drink in less than 30 seconds, no matter where you are. The certified organic stevia gives it a subtle sweetness and it tastes great in water or juice, and we think it even makes our green smoothies taste a whole lot better. It's made with certified organic, non-GMO fruits and vegetables to aid in detoxification, balance your body's pH, and give you a boost of clean energy without sugar, caffeine, or the dreaded crash. No junk or artificial sweeteners, and just one gram of sugar per serving. With the tasty wild berry flavor, you and your kids won't even realize you're eating broccoli and 20-plus powerhouse fruits, veggies, and adaptogens. So if you want to try our brand-new creation from Wild Superfoods called Future Greens, we have even better news for you. As a listener of Fat-Burning Man, and it's proof that you are because you're listening right now, you can actually get a 20% discount to try Future Greens yourself. Just visit fatburningman.com forward slash greens to get 20% off when you select subscribe and save. Once again, just visit fatburningman.com slash greens to check out Future Greens and get your special listener deal. We'll see you there. All right, folks, today we're here with Joshua Weissman. Joshua took charge of his life in his mid-teens, lost 100 pounds, put an end to bullying, and now dedicates himself to helping others to do the same with his terrific recipe blog, Slim Palette. How's it going, Joshua? It's going good. Awesome. It's also he just told me before the call, Joshua's birthday. So happy birthday to you! Thank you. Are you going out tonight? Are you gonna to do anything fun? Tear up the town?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that I'm just gonna like relax here and have like a steak or something like that. Nice.
0: That's like the best. So Joshua just turned 18. For those of you who don't know, Joshua, um, he has. Just an awesome story. Um, We did a guest blog post or or a post about your story a few months ago, and a lot of people just loved it. It's powerful stuff because I think a lot of us can relate to feeling awkward and uncomfortable and not really sure of ourselves and who we are and who we want to be, especially in our teenage years. And you just turned 18 years old, and you're dramatically different from who you were just a couple of years ago. So why don't we – can we start with that? Can we start with uh, basically – who you've been your entire life, and the choices that you've made, and how that's changed today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, I think maybe between the ages of roughly eight or nine years old, I kind of started. Um, I kind of started drifting out and, and away from. You know, obviously, my parents can't control everything that goes in and out of my mouth and, and what goes on, because you know, as you get older, you know, your parents are going to start letting you explore and do stuff on your own and so, um, you know, I, I would hang out with my friends as a kid and we'd, we'd go to the, uh, you know, we'd go to the fast food places and whatnot. And there was no problem for the first few years. And I, I figured, uh, you know, you know, they're eating it. So why not? Why not me? Yeah. I, Of course, I'm going to be doing whatever my friends are doing. And so I pretty much did the same thing as them. I played a lot of video games. We went out every once in a while, but I, I would say there was less inactivity than there was activity. Yeah. And uh, we ate a lot of fast food, really poorly. And I slowly started to to become overweight. And it wasn't really something that I saw as a problem. I never really realized it until people started making fun of me. And then I was like, wait, what's what's going on? I didn't know that there was a problem. I thought I was always the same. I didn't really think anything had changed. Yeah. And progressively, as I got more and more overweight, the ridicule and the uh, harassment kind of got more and more pronounced. And then I kind of started to hit me and I was like, oh, well, something clearly isn't right in this situation. And, um, I think right around 14 or uh, 15 was when it was like, it's absolute worst because once I started to realize all these problems, I tried different things. Like I tried, uh, I don't remember the names of them, but you know, like little frozen packaged meals that are supposed to be healthy for you. And they're calculated yeah. Calories and and all that and uh, I ate those and and that didn't help and uh, I tried you know personal trainers I went to doctors I, I obviously it, the doctor was like the least helpful out of all of them surprisingly
0: yeah um, I can relate to that
1: yeah and uh, so I did that and nothing was working and then around fourteen I kind of just gave up trying uh, to fix it and that's when it was my worst, and I was, it was really bad, and a lot of depression, and then um there was sort of this moment of enlightenment, I guess, uh at 15, where I kind of stopped being so analytical, like, I was just analyzing every single thing, and trying to be really perfect about it, and I was trying, you know, oh, well, the government says to, to eat, you know, this much, and this many whole grains, and why is this not helping me, and so I, I kind of started reading into some other things. I read some different books, and I kind of came to the conclusion that if I just sort of shift my eating to real food rather than going straight to the frozen foods aisle for the you know Slim One Hundred or whatever, that's when I started seeing changes. So I read up a little more. I read on some. Uh, read up on some books. One of the books uh, was I think that taught me a lot. And granted, I don't really support a hundred percent everything that he says, but uh, it's called I think. The Belly Fat Cure by Jorge Cruz, and he talks about you know insulin and and uh, carbohydrate consumption, and I started monitoring that, and then that's when I sort of realized you know well it's easier just to eat you know vegetables and bacon and 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 not really have to worry about the fat, and I started actually eating more fat. I. I moderated my carb intake and I really started eating a lot more fat and I was a lot more conscious about where I got my food and it progressed more and more and more and then uh, eventually I lost over 100 pounds and I, I think I learned not only a lot about how to eat, but I learned a lot about what is good and like nourishing for your body. Right. And
0: that's pretty powerful stuff and so rare, especially at your age. I mean, in this world that we live in today, you being overweight growing up, being a teenager is, um, you might've been bigger than other kids. Right. But like, it's still pretty normal. Like most kids who are your age these days aren't like strapping athletic, slim people like they used to be. Right. It's like, it's kind of the norm that you're a little bit soft or or pudgy, but you were just like kind of on the, the bigger end of that scale. Right. And so that's where the ridicule came from. But usually where that ridicule comes from is insecurity in the other people as well, because I'm sure, uh, you know, if they're carrying a little bit of extra fat, especially being a teenager, it's, it's really, it's rough on your psyche. So how have you, let's talk about how psychologically you were in a place before, and that's kind of who you were and you realized that you were getting ridiculed and stuff. What does it feel like to be a fat kid? It's
1: pretty horrible.
0: (laughs) It's, it's
1: pretty, uh, I mean, to be honest at the same time and i'm not saying i'm absolutely not saying that it was the ridicule that that made me completely change my mind but i think that that played a big role in noticing that it was there okay um i'm not saying that i'm i thank all the people who said the things that they said and all that but uh it definitely steered me in the right direction in a way um and it was a big slap in the face so to me, being a uh being a fat kid was really depressing and it was difficult. If they didn't say anything, I would have found out one way or another specifically, since I mean, I was having trouble going up the stairs. Yeah. And I was, you know, getting winded just going up the stairs. And and my friends would go out and play basketball or or, or football or whatever, and I would be winded and I'd be like, All right, I gotta, I gotta relax for a second. So along with the sort of depressing feeling, it just feels like you're lacking something as a person like you don't know what it is you can't really identify it but there's something that's missing Uh, like a human link that's just missing like you should be able to do all these things why are you not doing them yeah so even if there wasn't the ridicule I feel like there would have been a specific point but it might have just been later
0: that I had realized it yeah and so did you start um, exercising at the same time as you were playing with your diet or did that come later for you that actually came first before I
1: even started dieting Um, I tried ex because all I was ever—I went to a nutritionist like right off the bat because we lived in California, and uh, so I mean, there's nutritionists everywhere, and, and
0: my <laughs> – trip over them in California. Yeah,
1: and my my parents knew so many nutritionists, so they're like, oh well, you know, we'll just take them to a new nutritionist, and uh, they can teach him everything he needs to know because we don't know everything. So um, the first thing that they told me, ironically, they didn't say anything about nutrition. They told me to go start exercising. So. I exercised myself into the ground like wow. I was just a kid so uh, I did everything I could to be active. I mean I probably rode my bike as hard as I possibly could at least six hours a day. I mean I was like – and I was just a kid Jeez. and I was like exercising more than some of the athletes at my school. Mm-hmm. So I was exercising more than them and that wasn't working. So that's when we started focusing on nutrition and, and that still wasn't helping. A lot of it was – um I don't know if they thought because I was a kid I could handle it or not, but it was a lot of fruit and there was a lot of like smoothies and stuff like that, which now that I look back at it, I think I remember looking it up and there was a smoothie. I I would always go get like a medium smoothie Mm -hmm. uh, from one of the smoothie joints and they didn't like, they didn't sugar it up a lot. Granted, I mean, there's not really a reason to add anything to it, but they, they didn't like add a cup of sugar to it. But I looked at the nutrition facts anyway uh, like a few months ago actually and it was like 80 grams of sugar in one smoothie and I was like, that's ridiculous. And I was you know, having that after every workout thinking like, oh man, I'm having this workout, having this healthy smoothie and I didn't even like them that much. Really?
0: Wow. And it's like drinking two sodas. Yeah. That's wild.
1: And that was like every single time I worked out and I was wondering why nothing was happening.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's so – Typical, right? But let me just get this straight. So you went to a nutritionist because you were like dramatically overweight as a teenager and the nutritionist said, go exercise. Like no, no nutrition advice. You need to be (laughs) be more active.
1: You need to be more active. You're a kid. Your genes can handle what you're eating. You're eating just fine. Just go be more active. You're clearly not being active enough.
0: Were you, would you say that you were eating a lot back then and that was making you fat or was it, was it something else?
1: I think it was... I was eating a lot at a certain point in time, but when I was originally kind of starting to realize, like age 10 and 11, when it, and that's when it wasn't its worst, I wasn't eating a lot. No, I was eating poorly, though. It was, you know, it was a lot of fast food, um, a lot of processed uh, carbs and stuff like that. It wasn't a lot of food, but it was a lot of carbs. Okay. Like it was a lot of carbs and it was a lot of sugar, like a ridiculous amount of sugar.
0: So, um, what would a typical day's worth of eating look like for you then?
1: Well, in like my worst position or kind of like the middle?
0: I would say like the average of you growing up and like becoming a teenager, which is, you know, it's, it's probably not that – you probably didn't gain – correct me if I'm wrong, you know, like 30 or 40 pounds in like a month of eating poorly or whatever. It, oh. it was like a gradual thing, right?
1: It was very progressive, yeah. Typically, it was, uh, it was really sporadic because yeah. a lot of the time – you know being a kid it was like whatever i could shove into my mouth in that general area i didn't sure. really care what it was so yeah. come to think of it i probably wasn't really getting adequate protein at all i don't think i really ate that much protein at all hmm. not that i'm saying that that's any correlation i'm just saying not carbs you know, a lot of uh like bread and a lot of um pizza and i think pizza was like my favorite thing that was like a that was a big one for me yeah. it was pizza and mcdonald's uh burger king Pretty much if I didn't have time or didn't want to like have food at home because my mom, you know, she's Southern, she's a Southern cook and and she cooks all the time and she makes, you know, just because she's Southern doesn't mean everything's chicken fried steak FYI. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying like she did really good home cooked meals even though they weren't technically paleo. They they were nourishing and they weren't horrible. Yeah. But you know what? I As a kid growing up, you really don't always feel – so accustomed to real food, for some reason, I, I was a lot more drawn to, you know, my friend would be like, hey, we're going to go to Burger King, you want to come with us? I'd be like, uh yeah, I want right. to go, yeah. and would go. So, uh, yeah, I'll, really, it was it was probably at least 60% fast food in comparison to how much I had uh, home cooked, and that's just a
0: guesstimate. Yeah, interesting. Let's see, so you, is this a fair question? Like, did you have a moment where you were a normal kid, and then you became like a fat kid?
1: I've actually thought about that a lot. And um, I can't really remember. And it kind of sucks, but I can't really remember the point in time that I remember being a normal kid. I just remember the fat me, like when I was a kid, every time I think about myself at a younger age, I I can't really uh, think about anything other than when I was fat or when I was overweight or when I was getting made fun of. And that's what kind of drives me or drove me, I guess, uh, to start eating healthy is because I was like, I can't remember any point in time that I wasn't overweight, even though there was. I think that it was just so that kind of that point in your your life where everything's just perfect because you're just a kid, you know, you just do yeah. everything. It's awesome. You pick up your toys, you play with your toys. And because it was really the point in time that I wasn't overweight, was from when I was born to like age seven or eight. And I don't really remember anything from there. So uh, everything that I can recollect is, was when I was uh, a fat kid. Interesting.
0: Did you eat um, school meals?
1: I did actually, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Now that I think about it, uh, if it was, yeah, it was maybe 10 to 20% of the food that went in my mouth was home cooked because my lunch, And breakfast, or, well, actually, maybe my breakfast, I guess, would count, but always my lunch was school lunch, and then my dinner was either fast food or or was home-cooked, so most of the home-cooked meals that went into my mouth was breakfast, uh, and not not lunch or dinner
0: because of school. Gotcha. So what did a typical school lunch look like for you? Pizza. 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 Like every day, or...?
1: I mean every, it, almost every day was uh was pizza day so I always went for the pizza. Um if it wasn't pizza, then it was like uh chicken tenders or um let's see chicken tenders or the what's it called? It was like asian chicken. In yeah. other words, it was like sugar-laden chicken yeah. cubes, chicken
0: cubes. I would say breast, but I don't know. Right. Yeah, who knows what what that is. But um did you take like health class? While you were growing up around those times, did they like teach you about how to eat or what nutrition was or anything like that? Um,
1: I did last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the first time I took a health class. Wow. And I had already, I had already kind of met a lot of the, uh, you know, that I had already lost all the weight at that point. You yeah. know, last year I wasn't overweight. I had already lost the weight. Okay. Um, and I knew a lot about, and when I say a lot, I knew a lot for my age about nutrition. Sure. So whenever they would like... You know, they pulled the projector on and they put up the food pyramid. And ironically, when he did that, when the teacher pulled the food pyramid down, I don't know what came over me. I could have just kept my mouth shut. I don't know why I did <laughs> this. But um, I like I looked at him and I raised my hand and he was like, I'm not I'm not in with a lesson, but do you have a question? And I was like, no, it was more of a statement. And he's like, OK, well, he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's wrong. Like, that's not right that doesn't make sense. And he's like, what do you mean it's wrong? You don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean it's wrong? And I was like, all right, well, I just don't understand how they can emphasize that they want the bulk of your calories to come from this. When, you know, ever since this was introduced obesity and, and heart disease and all that has skyrocketed through the roof and they still advise this. I mean, I thought we were past that. And he yeah. was like, how do you know that? And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, well, I lost over 100 pounds. And then like, so he was like, okay, oh, hey, wait, 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 wait. We got to talk about this after class. So we went through the class. Then I went up to him and I talked to him about it. And he was like, you may be on to something. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> that, that was that. It never came back up in class. So.
0: Wow. That's really cool. Good for you for bringing that up. That's. Uh... It,
1: was, it was a really interesting situation because, you know, there were kids in the background that were like, kind of like, Oh God, this kid's, this kid's not very intelligent. (laughs) He does. He's arguing with the government right now. Yeah. But it's like,
0: (laughs) get used to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I felt really weird about it. I've never, I've never done that before. So I, that, that was, uh, I don't know. That was a significant moment that I had some clarity. I was able to say something to somebody about it. And that was kind of interesting.
0: You know, much more than you think, you know, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it was it was interesting to see his response because uh, I thought that that right away he would kind of, you know, ignore that yeah. I had even mentioned that, but he seemed relatively interested, and he did seem that he, yeah, I, it seemed like he, he knew that there was something, I knew something, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't just, I wasn't just spouting words out of my mouth, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. I, I remember in, uh, I believe it was my seventh grade, health class. Um, my teacher was teaching about nutrition and, you know, same thing, like pulled down the the food pyramid and she was obese. And I, re- I remember thinking, like, I didn't say anything or, or uh, but I, some of the other kids did, you know, they would make fun of her for being obese. And I just thought that it was like, I remember, you know, kind of remarking myself. I think I told my parents too. I'm just like, cause my mom is a nurse practitioner and she always does, was really interested in food and health and that sort of thing. I'm just like, mom, like, why is the person who's teaching me nutrition obese? Because I'm like asking her questions. And at that point, you know, when I was growing up, I had some baby fat for sure. When I was, I I had a similar moment at like 11 or 12. I remember my dad, he said, you have the genes, you know, in our family, we can easily get fat. And he said, you're about to, you know, like glide into puberty. And this is the moment where you need to decide, are you going to be fat or not? And I remember those are really like, that probably comes off as worse than it actually was for me at the time. Like I didn't, I didn't take it that personally. Cause like you said, when you're that young, you don't really think about it that much. Right. But I mm-hmm. knew that I wanted to be an athlete and I wanted to be like really good at whatever I did. And I loved Ninja Turtles. So I wanted to do karate and stuff yeah. and, like fat Kids don't do karate. Um, but that kind of stuck with me. And I know that that was something that was ingrained in me and, and probably still is. Uh, but it's, it's so interesting. So can you tell me a little bit more about the person who was teaching you kids nutrition like what was what was his background? He was a coach. Okay.
1: I guess that that I can see working uh a coach yeah. as a as a um a health teacher but the, the the thing is in in the class some of the material actually no all of the material was pretty off. Um the only stuff that I didn't have anything to disagree with was either something I didn't know about, or it was just standard, like, you know, the heart pumps blood. and the, 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 <laughs> you know, Everybody knows this. And yeah. it, there's not going to be much to argue with there. Uh-huh. But, um, or at least as far as I know, but there were numerous times that I just had to, it was so bad uh, with some of the stuff that they were teaching, I, I had to like tune them out. I had to tune them out. Hmm. And I, I couldn't listen because I was like, this is gonna stress me out so much right now and i could just like feel my heart rate increasing and it was it was just it was actually stressful to me just to listen to him because it was like oh my god he is telling all these kids all this stuff and then and then after the lesson they're all chattering back and forth about how they're going to be healthier and eat more whole grains and 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 up this and up that and then me, all the while they're all getting older and their metabolic rate that has been you know like on overdrive lately is not on overdrive anymore and they're all kind of starting to get uh, a little bit pudgy. Some of them, and I'm not, you know, I'm trying to talk crap or anything like no, that. Sure. But, uh, I'm just saying like, you know, it, it's clear that they're not as their, their, their metabolic rate is not as superior as it was, you know, three years ago. It's not because they're all getting older. They're all almost adults. Yeah. So anyway, there, there was, there was actually a, another, video that he showed um and it was it was actually talking about obesity and i was talking about how it was a problem and um and i was like okay all right we're on a better slope here i'll listen to this one and we were watching the video and it was actually you know it was like a almost like a documentary type style and they had a camera in somebody's house and they were trying to lose weight and they're like oh we're trying really hard and they they were trying to make them look all sad and they were all uh it was all depressing and gloomy and dark and they eventually um started talking about nutrition after they got past their background. And they went to their nutritionist, and they're like, so uh, this is our go-to healthy meal. Uh, it's two slices of toast with margarine and uh, that, and some orange juice. And I was like, oh, my God, no, 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 yeah. don't put that in your body. And so they were, they were talking about how not only they, – they didn't even mention whole grains in this. They just mentioned eating as many carbs as you can and eating as low fat as you can. And when I heard that, uh, because granted I I knew what was bad and no. I knew like what to eat and what not to eat. But when I heard them suggest that to the people that were like, they're all like gloomy in the eyes and they're like, well, just make sure that you eat a lot of carbs and no fat at all. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they would say that. Yeah. I can't believe that they would suggest that. And they're still teaching this to, to kids because that was last year. So yeah. I know that they're still teaching this. Wow. And. By the way, it was funny because uh, the video was like the the old 70s videos that like like zoom in and out really fast. And they got (laughs) that weird noise in the background, like the wham, 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 wham. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. So it was that outdated too. And they're still teaching stuff from like the 70s in terms of nutrition to kids now. Yeah. So that's going to continue just passing on unless they change the curriculum. Uh, which you know how long that takes. That's not going to be an easy move.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting because that's, that's kind of when they started teaching nutrition as a field, uh, especially to kids, was in the 70s. And if you look at a graph of what, if, like what happened to America, especially, uh, kids included, uh, as well as adults, it's just like the obesity rate, for those of you watching on video, goes like this. <laughs> yeah. And those of you who are not watching on video – it goes pretty much straight up. Like we didn't have a whole lot of problems as it, as it uh, turns out in terms of obesity or uh, or even heart disease and a lot of these things that we assume to be uh side effect of eating too much fat. We didn't have yeah. any of these problems before we stopped eating fat you know, and, and, yeah, and started worrying about it so much. Uh, and, and so that's fascinating that they're still showing the same stuff that basically caused all the problems that we have all today or at least a lot of the problems. So uh eating low, it's, it's also worth commenting on, on this part. Um, I've mentioned this in a couple of other shows in my presentations, but I looked at the diet of sumo wrestlers who are trying to put on basically as much mass as they possibly can, uh, a lot of fat as well as muscle. And basically what they do is the same exact thing that's recommended by uh, the government and nutritionists who are teaching kids, <laughs> really? which is to eat as little fat as you possibly can and as many carbs as you possibly can. Uh, and that basically gives you the the sumo wrestler physique if you're exercising a lot. and if you're not, <laughs> then it gives you like just basically obesity. that's that's a prescription for obesity. And some people, you know with different body types, especially when you're younger, some of them can get away with it. Uh, but most people, as we're seeing all around us, really can't. Um, so what let's go in this direction. How about um, when you see a, a, a kid who's overweight today, Do they come to you for advice? Like, is it pretty widely accepted at your school that this is something that you've done? Or is it just kind of like behind you and no one really cares or worries or even knows that you've lost 100 pounds?
1: Um, Not everybody knows anymore because uh, it's it's senior year. And the majority of the student body now is us. The only people that would know me is the seniors. Uh, Everyone below us are new. So not anymore. But when I did lose all the weight, it it was – it happened really fast, you know. Like a, it was like a year and a half total to lose 100 pounds. So that's pretty fast. Yeah. So you could think. Think about well, it.
0: Like- so you also lost 100 pounds while you were growing, right? Like I assume you probably got bigger at that time. Is that is yeah. that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, that might that might have contributed to, to how fast that I lost it mm-hmm. because I was growing at the same time. But I mean, I know it was the diet adjustment too, especially. Uh, yeah. But anyway. I, you know, you think about it like you go to school for like four or five months, then you take about two weeks to four weeks off for, you know, winter break and stuff like that. And then take, go to school another four or five months and then take summer off. And then you yeah. get like two months off. So it was almost every single time that we would take that break and then I would come back, people would be like, they wouldn't even recognize me. Hmm. They literally did not even recognize me. I would pass up my friends in the hall and I'd wave at them they look at me and be like, I don't know who that is, but okay. Yeah. And, uh, eventually people started realizing, you know, why I was looking different and I explained what happened. And, uh, it was, it started getting pretty well known around the school that, uh, I had lost a bunch of weight and pretty quickly after I had lost, uh, pretty much most of it. And I think I had hit that 100 mark, especially, I think that number right there kind of really triggered something in everybody's brain. Uh, but it was weird because people were coming up, it wasn't just overweight kids, but I mean, it was kids and, kids that wanted to gain weight, kids that wanted to, uh, to get healthier, kids that wanted to – it was mainly kids that wanted to lose weight. But uh, whenever I see a kid that, that's overweight, I kind of feel uh, overwhelmed with wanting to help them. But yeah. I never really – there's not really an approachable way to do it without seeming – Uh, Like I'm pushing myself on them or or I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. If they want to fix it, I've kind of just come to the conclusion that they can either, you know, really it all comes down to how badly you want it. Yeah, Um, It's a lot of self-discipline and if you want it, you're going to find a way to get it. And if you do want it but you don't want it bad enough, then you're probably going to try it for a little bit and then you're going to drop off and forget about it. So there's got to be a point – a certain point of wanting it that you're going to really put forth that effort that that doesn't keep you straying from your path or anything like that too often or anything like yeah. that. But I did get approached by a couple of friends uh, who who were overweight and they asked me some different questions and I tried to explain it to them. But uh, through my explanation, you could kind of, you know, they, they, they'd say, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I can do that. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. But they, they never did though. And uh, they never corrected it. And I'm not going to, you know, go up to them. So so what did you eat yesterday? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not their nutritionist. I'm not going to play that with them. If they they want to stick to it, I recommended the different books and stuff like that so so that they could do it on their own. Yeah. I just kind of gave them a brief explanation, you know, like, well, are you eating this, this, and this? Oh, well, yeah, I eat that all the time. Well, okay, that's, that's the problem. You need to stop drinking soda every single day and you need yeah. to not, you know – eat 20 chicken flautas when you go to Taco Bell or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they got the message, but they just didn't want to commit. Yeah. Uh, it was too much for them to commit to. Uh, and I think that that is the problem with the majority of the kids that are obese nowadays. Is uh, it's, a, it's a really long ride, hmm. and it's a really, really humongous commitment. I mean, think about all the relationships that go in and out of high school. I mean, they fly by. They last like two or three weeks. And I'm talking like (laughs) at least a year of commitment (laughs) Yeah. something. So I think that it's a little bit overwhelming for some of them. And I think that they just kind of push it out of their brains to avoid the
0: stress. Yeah. And I would imagine, especially um, being a teenager, when everyone else is eating whatever they want, pretty much, uh, Yeah, and food is a social thing, it must be really hard when – You know that going to a pizza place, for example, is going – it's not going to align with, like, who you are and who you want to be, which means you have to, like, not hang out with your friends or go and, like, not eat something or get a salad. And, I mean, I'm a guy and when I first started this um, and eating this way and I would go out and not eat the the, uh, nachos or the chicken wings or whatever – My guy friends would eat me alive, and I was in my 20s, so we're already like way past the teenager thing, but I can't imagine what it's like for you, you know, when like, when food is this social thing, you know, you're at school, eating your lunch or whatever, Uh, if people don't know that you've lost 100 pounds, and they're just like, who's this kid eating weird stuff? Um, What is that like? Can you kind of walk us through um, what it's like to be a teenager and eating in this weird way that no one really gets or agrees with?
1: um you have to you have to you have to just not care what anybody else says or thinks uh you have to completely ignore it you have to be able to to push through that initial sense uh, cause I mean I know everybody has it that initial sense where it's like oh god everyone's looking at me everybody's thinking all the, these horrible things about me, and then it 's just like a long list that runs through your mind you have to shut that off yeah and stop thinking about that because. As soon as you do it's going to be so much more enlightening and you can really f- like take a minute to breathe um and and you can realize you know like I'm doing this for myself it's not for them so they're not relevant to this who cares what they think this yeah. is about me this is not about them so if they it's weird that they would even care what I'm eating right now yeah. so I that's that's what I would think about and I would just eat anyway Right um and sooner or later lucky for me Uh, I I eventually kind of took on the persona of the healthy kid at school, the healthy eating kid. Yeah. That was incredibly relieving. Okay. uh, Because they just, you know, oh, he's healthy. He's, yeah. He just eats organic, you know. He's like a food hipster. (laughs) I've never heard that before. That's hilarious. The healthy food hipster of the school. (laughs) And it worked out great, actually. It worked out really well. And I was pretty much... I don't know. It was like it was like uh, people saw it as like almost like a taboo. Like, ooh, that guy's so cool. He eats so healthy all the time. Look how dedicated he is to eating healthy. I wish I could dedicate myself to eating healthy like Dude, that. Dude, that
0: is so cool. Good for you. So it
1: worked out really well for me. I just had to kind of manipulate it in a way that made it look like I wasn't just doing it to lose weight and and, yeah. and become healthier.
0: Yeah, uh, like just, watch like, me eat this stick of butter. Ha <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> ha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I'm like I'm like at home slathering everything in butter and and then dousing it in olive oil or something like that. But uh, you know, I bring like a uh, a gigantic like an completely ridiculously sized salad just so that everybody like a flamboyant salad that yeah. everyone could see. Because eventually, once they once they had realized that, they're like, oh, there goes that healthy kid with this like ridiculous salad bowl that he brings to school that has oh, yeah. like a retractable knife on it and <laughs> all this interesting stuff and so it it worked out for me, but uh, I don't know that that would be the case for everybody I yeah. think I think I just got lucky in that case
0: well it, it worked out I don't think you got lucky at all i I think uh, it worked out because you dedicated yourself and and basically were gritting your teeth for a year and a half and have experienced all the amazing things that have happened because you dedicated yourself um, so it's it's. <laughs> You've, you've learned some really important lessons, and I think that you have so much uh, to share with the people around you just through your example by by doing that. It's definitely not luck. You are kicking the world's butt because you've you decided that you want something. You know what it takes to get there, and you're doing it. But what would you uh, – so you said that you need to want it, right? Like if if that kid who's overweight comes up to you, you need to want it for sure. But you also need to follow the right advice, Um so what do you do about that? Like what uh, some of those people out there who are watching this video or listening to the podcast might even be uh, watching uh, this show for the first time. So they don't even know how to lose all this weight. So what is the advice that you would give to someone who wants to lose a hundred pounds?
1: Well, uh, I mean, I think that it varies from person to person, but at the same time, I think that there is a kind of consensus of bad eating right now with obesity and, uh, I'm, I'm not the one to demonize carbohydrates straight up. Yeah. I'm not going to say, you know, carbs are bad invariably. Uh, I don't think that that's true. I think, I think that they can be useful in certain situations, depends on how active you are and, sure. you know, how much body fat do you have on your body and, and stuff like that. And I think that the more overweight you are, the less likely you're going to be able to metabolize a buttload of carbs in one sitting. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think the first thing that someone could do is probably eliminate all of their, like, liquid sugar drinks, like soda and stuff like that. Because that was one of the hardest things for me to do. Surprisingly, I thought that, like, I thought that I was never going to be able to give up soda. I mean, it was literally like a drug. It was so hard. I literally broke down and cried about it several times. Because was it was, all
0: sodas, or was it like one in particular? And was it regular or, or anything,
1: diet? Anything that was sugary and fizzy that I could drink. Okay. Anything, uh, and I just thought, like, how am I supposed to do this without soda? Water is so boring; it doesn't taste like anything. I actually remember uh, every time I would have like dinner or something, my mom would be like, "Oh, Josh, I, I made you water." I'm like, "Mom, you know I gotta have something sweet with this because this is salty, and yeah. I gotta have something sweet with the salty." Yeah. To balance out the flavor and and. Um, So I had to have you know like some sort of sweet drink, whether it was a juice or or a soda. And um, giving up that soda was was really difficult. But that once I finally got past that, and I knew I could give it up, then I realized okay, now I can kind of take the next step. So once you've kind of eliminated those really sugary soft drinks, I think that that'll start that that pedaling sort of uh, to get you moving in the right direction. And then after that. start looking more towards like reducing your carb intake and stuff like that. I think that a lot of people want to jump straight to low carb, uh, like ketogenic, low carb, something like that. And, and I think that that's, that's great, but I think it's too confusing to start someone off.
0: Right. That's um, a good point.
1: so like I started moderating my carbs where I was still eating within the first like three or four months of my weight loss, um, I still successfully lost it eating uh i wasn 't eating you know gluten free or paleo yet yeah um and granted i wasn 't losing it as fast as I was until I started doing that, but mm-hmm. I was still losing because I was moderating my carbs enough so I think the point really is is reducing those carbs yeah uh and and especially sugars because you can you can uh handle you know most people can handle carbs better than they can handle sugar because yeah you know, one goes to muscle stores and then the other goes, uh, to your liver glycogen. And and that's a tiny little depot. That's not going to let much storage. So, uh, yeah, I mean, watching your sugar and your carbs is, it's, it's everything. Yeah. Uh, And maybe, you know, slowly messing with the numbers and, and decreasing it over time and see what does best for you. If you feel like crap, at this level and nothing's happening then don't do that maybe bump it up a little bit okay you feel good here you're losing at a steady pace stay there for a little bit yeah and then i th- also over time i actually noticed um i noticed a stall for a while uh, when i was really low carb and yeah. i was like what's going on this should be like this should be like go train 100% of the time yeah and then i started introducing more carbs and then it picked back right back up so i think it was like that really long, that point in time where I was like low carb, nothing but low carb. I mean, I didn't even eat a banana for like a year. I'm not um, even kidding. Yeah. I didn't touch anything sugary or carby at all. It was just like non-starchy vegetables, um, you know, meats, healthy fats, stuff like that. And I never touched anything other than like a raspberry, blackberry, or a strawberry specifically. Nothing else. Not a banana, not a mango, Nothing. Wow. Um, and then after a while, my body sort of started to crap out, and was like, okay, well, you're you're not going to lose any more fat at this point in time. And then I started introducing more carbs, started eating potatoes and stuff like that, and uh, not every day, but you know, after a workout or something like that. And I think that you know that boosted those leptin levels back up to yeah. let my body know it was okay to continue going. Uh, so, like I said, it's more of a experimental thing. You got to play around with it and see how it works with your body.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant. We're we're coming up on time, but I want to make sure that we save some time for you to talk about your... Uh, basically, throughout all of this journey, you've also become an amazing cook and photographer, and you have a new book coming out. You have a wonderful blog at Sim, Slim Palette. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that? What does what your cooking journey look like?
1: Um, my cooking is pretty much... It's all over the place right now because I, I'm kind of just trying to... I mean, ever since I was a kid, I loved cooking. Yeah, uh, It was only up until I started like becoming obese that uh, I kind of disconnected from that because I was, you know, I was disconnecting from food in general. So um, I, I guess after I had gone through my journey, I sort of reconnected with food and I started dabbling back in my cooking when uh that I did when I was a kid. And right now I really, really like my current cooking uh, quota for the day usually is anything braised. I just, I don't know. Probably because of the weather, because it's so cold. Yeah. But um, I I really like messing with like different regional type uh, cuisines. Uh, I really like Asian. Um, Anything like Thai. I use a lot of fish sauce in my cooking. Um, A lot of the time, like in my my book is is a little bit all over the place in terms of recipes. It's more of like a real food book rather than a specified cookbook, like oh uh, Chinese food or whatever. Mm -hmm. it's it's got all kinds of recipes it's got different ethnic you know classic ethnic uh foods it's got uh some classic recipes that a lot of people know like osso buco a lot of people know that recipe Mm -hmm. um it's just you know kind of my my take on it i guess yeah um and then there's also some of my my own recipes that i've come up with like uh there there's like a lamb shanks recipe in there for like uh coffee and ancho chili braised lamb shanks and there's uh, awesome they're so good, man. they're so good. Maybe this is the one that I- all over my
0: desk right now <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> and there's there's another one for like steak and brussels stir fry and and i I tried to make sure that there was a good balance of everything in there there's There's a good balance of meat to to vegetables like there's actually i think more vegetable recipes than meat recipes, but that's not that wasn't exactly my plan per se, but there's there's a lot of versatility in it,
0: cool. So, it That's great. So where, them. where can people find, uh, your blog and your book?
1: Um, well you can find my book, uh, on Amazon right now. It's, uh, it's up for presale under uh, the slim palette paleo cookbook. And, um, it's also, there's also links to it like all over my website, uh, slim And, uh, a lot of the time on, on slim palette.com I usually post about two times a week, but lately I've, I've had to bump it down to like one post a week because of the cookbook and everything, it's mm. been kind of hectic. So, uh, Totally slacking not. off. Yeah, I'm slacking. <laughs> I am slacking. I've been taking so many pictures, I don't even know what to do with my camera anymore. You turned
0: 18 today and you have a book. You're not slacking off. You're, you're totally crushing it. You have inspired so many people already and you're going to change the world and I want you to know that. So, I um, We're out of time, but thank you so much, Joshua, for coming on. I would love to do this again sometime soon and uh, obviously, um, I, I think that a lot of people will appreciate your story. So check out uh, Joshua's blog. Please pick up his book. Uh, you're going to do amazing things. You already are. Thank you so much, Joshua. Thanks, Abel. I enjoyed being here. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. All right. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you and Future Greens. Let me ask you this How many servings of veggies have you had so far today? Hmm. How about this week? Like it or not, recent studies show that 9 out of 10 of us do not eat the recommended amount of daily fruits and veggies. Now, if you're one of those uncompromising health nuts who gets more than 10 servings of veggies a day, you can ignore what I'm about to say. Now, for the rest of you, listen up. If you're looking to improve your health and increase the amount of nutrition in your diet with fruits and veggies without the sugar, you're going to love our new creation called Future Greens. Future Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, and filling fiber from whole organic veggies, sprouts, algae, and berries, including kale, beet, parsley, collard greens, cauliflower sprouts, broccoli sprouts, spirulina, chlorella, blueberries, raspberries, and much more. We think it tastes great, and we even heard that some kids think that Future Greens taste pretty good too. All of our products at Wild Superfoods are lab-tested for purity and potency and formulated according to the latest cutting-edge developments in research, science, and medicine. We have extremely high standards when it comes to our health, and we know you do, too. Guaranteed nutrition no matter where you are. That's our promise to you. So check out Wild Superfoods and please get in touch to tell us what you think. Just head over to wildsuperfoods.com to get the scoop on future greens and you can save 20% when you select subscribe and save. All you have to do is visit wildsuperfoods.com to get the deal. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Fat-Burning Man Show. If you'd like free fat-burning tips, muscle-building goodies, as well as a free ebook and video course, head on over to FatBurningMan.com and enter your best email, and I'll shoot those right over to you. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, I'm at Facebook.com forward slash FatBurningMan. And on Twitter, my handle is FatBurnMan. Got some killer shows on the way, but in the meantime, be well, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Cheers.